Crystal Craven, a singer, a songwriter, and a worship leader who's passionate about sharing what God inspires. And this is your weekly devotional. Luke 8, 1 through 3 says, Soon afterward, he went on through cities and villages, proclaiming and bringing the good news of the kingdom of God. And the twelve were with him, and also some women who had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities. Mary, called Magdalene, from whom seven demons had gone out, and Joanna, the wife of Chusa, Herod's household manager, and Susanna, and many others who provided for them out of their means. When we read about how Jesus had chosen 12 disciples and these men followed Jesus during his three-year earthly ministry, it can be easy to kind of get into this pattern of thinking that there were only these 12 guys following Jesus. However, there were others who followed Jesus. And Luke clearly describes here women, of whom he specifically names three, who were also with Jesus during this time of him going throughout cities and villages. Now we see that these women um, had all been healed by Jesus of evil spirits and infirmities. They had a close encounter with Jesus in which he healed them, and then their response was to follow and serve him by providing him out of their own means. Now, this is such a beautiful and just a genuine response because in essence, Jesus met them where they were and now they're just sold out for Jesus. He had given them life back, you know, having been healed from these evil spirits and infirmities. And then they in turn decide to dedicate that life to him. So let's take a look here. Uh, Mary Magdalene. It's clear that Mary Magdalene was demon-possessed by seven demons when she had first met Jesus and that he had cast them out of her. Now, Mary was wholly dedicated to Jesus after he cast out those demons, and she is mentioned just throughout the Gospels from the moment that the demons were cast out all the way through the resurrection of Jesus. And she had been just finally emptied of these demons controlling her life, and so In choosing to follow Jesus and surrender the control of her life to him as Lord and Savior is just, it's beautiful. And now we have Joanna. Now, it's interesting that Joanna, being the wife of Herod's household manager, is named among these women who follow Jesus um, just because she was a woman of affluence and wealth and ironically, whose husband served the household of a man who wasn't exactly fond of Jesus so she was also a married woman, and the social social culture would not have looked acceptingly at her following Jesus the way that she was doing, and she would have likely having to have given up um, like a lot of clout and just pomp when she decided to follow Jesus, and yet she not only gave up that social stance, but she also gave up wealth as she was named among people that helped. Uh, provide for Jesus as he served in his ministry full-time. And then we have Susanna. Now, we don't know much about Susanna because this is the only place that she's mentioned, uh, but we do know that she was healed by Jesus from some sort of infirmity, and she contributed from her means to help provide for Jesus during his ministry. So 
I mean, I guess while not much is actually said about her, what is largely, or what is said just largely compliments her for her heart for Jesus. And then we see just a little blurb. It says, uh, you know, many others. And so it might almost seem unfair to the women whose names aren't listed here, but we know that their hearts were to serve Jesus. They may not have had a mention by name in this passage, but their service will by no means be forgotten by God and their reward is in heaven. So just a, a quick thing, you know, when you serve and you don't get any recognition for your contributions, you know, whether that's your time or your talent or your money or any other way, don't be discouraged because God does see your contributions and more importantly, he sees your heart. So you don't need man's recognition to reap God's rewards. Now, beyond the money, you know, so here it does say that they um, had provided for him out of their means, but it is important to note that the financial provision wasn't just about the money, it was mainly about their heart. That full surrender of being willingness just to use their means unselfishly and for furthering the kingdom of God. And the same rings true today. You know, our contributions to our church or ministry organizations and missions and all these things, it isn't just about getting them funded. I mean, if God provided money from the mouth of a fish, like I mentioned in Matthew 17, where uh, they need to pay the tax and Peter is told by Jesus to go get the fish and get the coin out, then certainly God can provide in whatever way he wants, right? He doesn't need our money, yet he does give us the opportunity to be used in such ways and to store eternal treasures and rewards, even though we're giving up our earthly ones now for his sake. I mean, ultimately, we are called to be cheerful givers and to give according to what we purpose in our hearts. That's what um, 2 Corinthians 9, 6 through 7 tells us. Now, while we may not all get physical healings from Jesus the way it mentions that these women did, we are all offered the spiritual healing of our souls through Jesus. These women are all just absolutely beautiful examples of fully being surrendered and wholly dedicated as a response to Jesus's healing. And like these women, I want to challenge you. Will you be fully surrendered to follow Jesus wherever that leads you? You know, being a part of his gospel ministry of proclaiming and bringing the good news of the kingdom of God and being willing to provide for those needs out of your own means as the Lord leads you to. I sincerely pray that you will. For blogs, written devotionals, and originally written songs, visit crystalcravenmusic.com. And that's crystal with a K.